Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everybody to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I got a return guest. I'm so excited. Ah, I love it. She is number six on the women's leaderboard for pinball, but she's number one in our hearts. Please help me welcome back Miss Pinball herself, Carrie Wing. Yay! Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited. Girl, I saw that you were up to all the things, and I'm like, mm, we need to talk about that. So I am so excited. Thank you so much for coming back onto the show. Carrie, for folks who don't know how fabulous you are and all the magic that is Carrie, just give us a, a brief Carrie history and then kind of what you've been up to since it's been about a year since you've been on the show. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, a brief carry history. So I've been into pinball pretty much my entire life. My dad collects and or he collected and repaired pinball machines and he got me into it. Um, and we would travel all around the country and go to shows and go to tournaments. And yeah, so pinball is my big thing. Um, my other big thing, I guess you could say is music. I am a saxophone teacher and I play gigs on the weekend. Sometimes uh, we actually just had one of our first gigs of the year outdoors last weekend. So yay! yeah. So pinball and saxophone, those are my two big things. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that you guys. And Carrie is like a bad, you know, what pinball player, you guys, no <laughs> joke. She, she's been at the whipped final. She's been, um, all around the U.S. playing pinball. She is so great. And she was on the show. I, I should have looked at the episode number, but it was many episodes ago. And we got to talk to you about all the magic that is Carrie. And like I said earlier, um, I saw that Carrie has a new interest going on um, with Solid State Pinball. We're going to talk more about that after pinball news. But before we break into news, I have to give a huge shout out. Yay! I have two new patrons. Two, y'all, two. Nice. Um, I'm super excited because they were on the show too. And they're like, Lauren, we love you so much. We're going to, you know, support the show. And I'm like, oh, I, I feel all the things. Um, so I have to give a big shout out to Rebecca and Anna of, I was like singing Hot Nudging all day yesterday. Um, but from the Hot Nudge pinball streaming um, show on Twitch, you can catch Anna Neal, Rebecca Hinsdale. They are amazing ladies and they are our two latest patrons. And if you want to be a patron of the show, visit my website. I'll talk more about that at the end of the show, but let's jump into pinball news. So Carrie, did you get a chance to see the stern head to head competition for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I did. Um, I was a little late to the game, but uh, my friend Nick at the shop told me about it. And when I said I hadn't watched it yet, he was like, Oh my gosh, you have to go watch it. <laughs> so I watched it and I loved it. It was awesome. I thought they did a really great job presenting. First of all, I did love Jack and Tim Sexton as the uh, announcers in the booth. I thought they had great chemistry. They did a, a really good job. I think we have to kind of figure out who's doing play by play and who's doing color. But <laughs> But I think overall, they did a, a great job. Uh, congratulations to, to everybody that played. A uh, shout out to Snow and to Kim and to all the ladies that played because they actually had, um, you know, it was divided evenly men and women. So I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh, that's really nice. I was like, I, they made an effort. I was like, yay. So, but I thought the, the gameplay was really good. Um, what did you think about it overall? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like, I feel like, it's been a long time coming for something like this. Um, I've talked with a lot about 
a lot of people about making pinball more watchable and what it takes to get more people interested in pinball. And I think this was a great move. Um, they made it really fast paced, really easy to understand. And they picked great players and great commentators. And so it, it was the ingredients for a really awesome thing. And I'm glad they did it. Yeah. And I think you have a fantastic point because hardcore people like us, like I will sit there and watch a tournament, but I know that somebody who's maybe a passing fan of pinball or doesn't really watch pinball or know a lot about it, they're not really going to be into watching a like six hour stream of a tournament. Something like this makes it a lot more digestible for, you know, getting new people interested in pinball and making it understandable. So they're not like, you have to stack this combo and do this and this and this. It's like, okay, do this. And the first one to do this wins. And they really broke it down. I really enjoyed it. I got to see a few of the matches. I didn't get to see the whole thing. I really enjoyed what I saw so far. So Stern, two thumbs up for that. I think what you guys are doing are great. Also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles may be my new jam. It was really fun. I got a chance to play it over the weekend. And it was so, so, so much fun. Have you had a chance to play it, Carrie? I have a little bit. So I'm getting into being more of an operator now. So we have uh, Ninja Turtles at one of our locations, 403 Club. And we also have one at Solid State. So I've played it a little. Weirdly, I spend so much time fixing games now that I don't play them as much. But um, I did research the rules a whole bunch because we had like a little high score tournament. And I watched the video. And watching the Stern broadcast made me want to go play it again because it looked like so much fun. There's some tough shots on it, like the training shot. It's like watching them try to get that so quickly. It's like, oh my gosh, that makes my heart pound a little bit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was awesome. Like in this format, they picked awesome players, but the challenges, like it was kind of an even playing field, I felt like. Um, Same. We saw some players, there were a couple of players that I wasn't super familiar with, but I'm like, I want to know more about them. Because like Jane, I don't know her super well yet, but she like, nailed one of the challenges right away and took down one of the really good players. And I was like, that was so cool to watch. Yeah. And then they like randomly gave away a guitar in the middle of the <laughs> challenge. I know. Like, okay. Yeah. That was like totally random. Yeah. It was like eight players head to head all at once. That was crazy. It was really hard to commentate, but it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a special like a uh, kinship, like Jack had bought me on to commentate. I think I commentated. Oh my God. I think I did Metallica and I, that's tough. Like, like you have to, you're trying to watch like several screens at once and you're trying to make sure, you know, who's doing what and then like who like lost and who didn't, who's still in it, who do, oh, it's, it is an art form to commentate pinball. You do, you need somebody who's like a play-by-play, like, and you know, you need somebody who's on rules. So somebody who can break down what's going on and somebody who can just kind of, you know, call the shots and what's going on. So I really loved it. I thought that it was so great. Um, they, I think they finally kind of bought it all together. It was like kind of, yeah. you know, they finally figured out the formula to make pinball interesting and more watchable for the non-pinball enthusiasts. And as a pinball enthusiast, I was like, this is awesome. Um, so yay. Much love to start on that one. Uh, next, I am going to to make a statement. This isn't necessarily a news thing, but... Um, I did release our last episode with Crystal Gemnick and we talked about Deep Root and um, my friend Carrie Hardy had released um, some videos about Deep Root and he said like a bunch of stuff and I, I, you know, I don't have anything else to say. A lot of people, um, I love all of you guys, heart emojis to everybody are sending me emails and DMs and doing all the things and it's like, 
Um, I I don't want to say like, okay, I'm going to say I'm not answering you. <laughs> um, I kind of said everything I wanted to say in the last episode. And don't think that I don't care. I don't love you. It's just more of like, I kind of said what I wanted to say with Crystal in the last podcast. And when something new comes up from Deep Root, I'll, you know, make a comment then. But for now, I'm not going to be talking much about um, the Deep Root event that happened a couple of weeks ago. So, um, but love to all you guys that reached out and wanted to try to get the 411 um, on that. So uh, I love you guys. It's okay. Much love. All right. Next subject, um, JJP. So they keep on like kind of testing the water. Everybody's expecting a announcement in October about Guns N' Roses. How do you feel about Guns N' Roses as a like a theme? Like we've already had it. So we're getting a kind of the, the Guns N' Roses 2.0. What do you think about it? Yeah, I guess that was kind of my first reaction too when I first heard about it. I was like, um, okay, we've already had a Guns N' Roses. Um, but I have heard Same. that Slash is a big pinball fan. So I'm sure that played a role in it because um, maybe he was willing to kind of participate and getting the license and, you know, maybe helping develop it a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, so, I mean, it's not a bad theme. It's just kind of a, okay, we've had that before, but some people are probably really excited. It's just not a theme I get super excited about. But I also have to admit, like, we've had some other themes recently that have been done before, including Avengers. Um, Jurassic Park has been done before. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean has been done before. So We keep on going back to the well. Like, there's a little right. part of me is like, we can't come up with anything new, y'all. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and part of it is the movie industry keeps making sequels. So it's like, yes, it's so true. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm a little biased because, like, I do really like Avengers. So when they made that one again, I was, like, really excited about it. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play the new one? I haven't yet. We were supposed to get ours and it got damaged in shipping. And so we don't have oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, my God. Did somebody forklift the box? I don't even know. Um, the guy that's um, buying our games for 403 right now is in Omaha and it was shipped to him. And all he said was it was damaged in shipping and we're going to have to wait because they're making more Turtles games. And then so I don't know when it's going to be here. Mm-hmm. I would have been so heartbroken if I was the one that saw it get damaged. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like I see those videos and, or those pictures of like, you know, you can see where the forklift went into the box. You're like, no, it's like, no, no, no. I got a Deadpool pro for winning the women's world championship. I remember. And I was like waiting for it, waiting for when is it going to be here? And then I had to go to Texas for like two days and come back. And when I was in Texas, they called and they're like, it's ready to be delivered. And I'm like, of course. (laughs) So, but I didn't want to put it off. So I called a friend and I was like, can you do me a huge favor and just get it in the garage and then I'll get it when I get home. (laughs) And I get this phone call and he's like, um, there's a hole in the box. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) But thankfully, like he was able to see through and miraculously it wasn't damaged, but I, so I, yeah, I escaped unscathed, but it, yeah, almost gave me a heart attack. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I mean, there's a part of me that like, I want that experience of opening a new inbox machine. That's mine. I have never had that. But at the same time, I would be like terrified because it's like, mm-hmm. it's on a pallet. I see guys deliver stuff all the time. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, that part it's, is nerve wracking. Yeah. But- 
so far it's been all right for me. My first one was Star Trek and it was like one of the best memories ever unboxing that because I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that has to be an amazing moment. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my day and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to film the whole thing. I was like, film this. Because yeah. uh, God, this probably won't happen much in my life. Just film it. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. But uh, hopefully, hey, uh, listeners, if you're out there and if you've played in Avengers, let me know. Give me the 411 because I really haven't talked to anybody who's played it yet. I've heard that they may get a new one at the new Cidercade, which is a new arcade in Austin. So I may have to drive back up there. Um, but uh, Carrie, I did have to bring this up and I think I brought it up on a couple of shows ago, but I know I posted it on my uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, you went to UT Austin to study sax. So I know you're very familiar with the Texas gang down here. And I wanted to ask you about your thoughts about Buffalo Billiards. Um, Buffalo Billiards, you guys, is a or was a mainstay for not only um, Central Texas pinball, but just a really cool place on 6th Street in downtown Austin. It was a fun place to go. And a whole lot of pinball was played there. And unfortunately, thanks so much, COVID. It's been great. Um, they had to close. Um, so I wanted to just kind of get your thoughts on your experiences of playing at Buffalo Billiards. Yeah, um, I went to Buffalo Billiards like almost every weekend um, when I was going to school down there um, because that's where they had leagues. And yeah, every Sunday afternoon we would go there and it was an awesome place. It was huge. And then they just kind of had like a dedicated pinball loft. So like we had our own area. Um, the staff was great. They were very attentive. The tech, Jesse, was awesome. He was like always there, very receptive to anything that needed to be fixed. Um, and so I just couldn't believe it when I saw they closed. I was like, oh, no, that's like the place. <laughs> or at least it was when I was there to go play pinball and play in leagues and tournaments. So I was very sad to hear that. Yeah, I was super bummed out. Um, Jesse's just been so supportive of not only just pinball, but Bell's pinball in particular. We were working together before COVID hit about doing a, a special Bell's tournament, a late women's tournament in conjunction with Bat City. And we were really excited about it. And he's just such a great guy. Um, but he's doing his own thing. So if you do need repairs in the Central Texas area, um, you can hit him up. I'll put his link in the show notes. But um, he's super great. If you need a, a pinball machine repaired, uh, go look up Jesse. He's so awesome. I'm sad. Sad about Buffalo. So, but we'll put a link to Jesse's new endeavor um, for repairs and whatnot in the show notes. But um, a lot of candle for my friends at Buffalo Billiards. So, oh, well. Yeah, All I right. I was wondering about Jesse. And I, I hope he can find a new gig when after COVID, maybe route some games somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I hope he I hope he becomes an operator because he had like all the pins came out of Buffalo. So I don't know what they're doing. I know they were renting some machines out. Um, a lot of the operators in the area were kind of doing that since the bars were closed. Um, but I'm not sure what he's up to. So maybe maybe I'll have to have him on the show and see what he's doing. Um, but yeah, no, he's just he's just a great guy. Very supportive of, of women's pinball. So um, yeah, much love to Jesse and the Buffalo Billiards family. Um, they always treated us so nicely when we were there. So um, really enjoyed playing there. So um, all right, Carrie, I was so excited about what I saw a couple of weeks ago. Like literally you guys, this is what happened. I'm on Facebook, you know, burning some time looking through my social media. And all of a sudden I see this really cool video of a place called solid state pinball supply. And I'm like, what, what is this? Carrie wing. I'm like, what are you up to in Kansas city? So I saw a video about solid state pinball supply. So 
how did that come to fruition? How did you guys um, decide to open a pinball supply shop? Okay, so yeah, I'm very excited about this. Um, it's basically me and Nick Greenup um, that have been working on this for a long time, along with some other friends and family that have really helped us out along the way. Um, so it started out as this little tiny shop in Kansas City, Kansas on 7th Street, right down the street from 403 Club, where which is one of our main like tournament locations. Um, Nick decided to open up a little pinball parts business and I was like that's awesome because I'm always working on pinball machines and it's so cool to have a brick and mortar store where if I'm like in the middle of a project and I'm like ah I need this part instead of having to wait to order parts I could just go to the shop and pick up parts Um, on top of that it was right down the street from the location so if anything broke on location he could just hop over and get some parts so yeah started out as a really small shop just Nick Um, he fixed up this little old building and put a bunch of pinball machines in it, a bunch of parts. Um, and he had been kind of talking to me off and on like, Hey, would you ever want to come over help fix up games? Cause he had games on the floor that he was, you know, thinking about selling games as well as parts. And I was kind of interested at first. I was like, well, I'm not sure. You know, I got all my tools and parts at home. I was trying to think how it would work. And so I was like, you know what? I'll try it. I'll just come in for a weekend and we'll see how it goes. So I pack up my toolbox, I show up, he's got this pin bot in the back room that he's been trying to figure out this issue on. So I was like, okay, I'll take a look at it. I, our family has owned a pin bot for a long time. So it was something I was kind of familiar with. Um, turned out like the left swing just would not work. And it kept like roasting transistors and he couldn't figure out why and it was so weird and it was frustrating because he had taken out the board and put a new transistor and put it back in it would roast it right away (laughs) so i was like (laughs) so that was my first task is to figure out what's going on with pinbot eventually after some troubleshooting and hunting for what is wrong i found out there was a short in a blue wire and i followed this little blue wire all the way through the game was like all right where is this shorting And I pulled back like this bundle of wires and I found it was pinched under a little bracket for the slam tilt and the bracket had worn through the installation, shorting it. And so it kept popping the transistor. So fix that. He was so happy. He was like, all right, what else? (laughs) You know, got pinbot going. (laughs) And that was like over a year ago. And ever since then, it's just like, all right, want to come in next weekend? I'm like, sure. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's developed into an awesome partnership, an awesome friend friendship. I mean, we had been friends before from tournaments and stuff, but yeah, it's been so cool. I've, I basically just fix as many games as I can. And he's been so supportive. He's like, you can come in whenever you want. We have candy. We have pop. He, he used to bring his puppy in. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so I could just like hang out all weekend and fix games. Um, so yeah, it's always been called solid state pinball supply. It started out tiny. Um, and then he's been looking for a bigger place because turns out pinball machines take up a lot of space. You don't say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he finally found the perfect place. It's in an old hundred year old bread factory. It's got a lot of character, a lot of charm, lots of space. It's just been renovated. There's a coffee shop. There's a restaurant. We're like... And there's uh, like 80 apartments upstairs. So it's like we're nice between this coffee shop, these 
the restaurant, the apartments. We got people in the building already. Uh, he signs the lease, and that's when COVID started shutting everything down. <laughs> no. Ah. And we're like, okay. At the time, we had no idea how long it was going to take. So we're like, okay, so we'll spend a few weeks getting the games ready. It'll be fine. <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, no, but like a month, maybe tops. This will burn off by summer. Like I was saying that I'm like, they said it's going to burn off. It's like a thing. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we spend a few weeks getting ready. It turns out it took us a lot longer than we thought to get everything ready. It's a lot more space than we had before. Um, He was installing lighting, getting more outlets put in, painting, putting in some floors, um, the whole time I'm just working on pinball machines nonstop. Um, Nick and I have been collecting for many years and we kind of lost count of how many games we have, but we think it might be a hundred. Uh, and so, so for listeners, I will include a link to this video that I talked about where they did kind of like a walkthrough of their spaces. So there's a couple of different spaces that you guys have, or at least it looked like. So can you walk me through like what that looks like? Kind of, kind of explain it to, yes. to the listeners. So um, he initially was interested in this really cool basement space, but the real estate agent was like, hey, we also have a really cool upstairs space that might be good for you because people can come in off the street, go get a coffee and look, there's pinball right here. It kind of brings them in the door. So as you walk into the building, um, you've got the coffee shop on the left, the restaurant on the right. In the middle, there's this narrow spot that's it's narrow, but long that is big enough for, we have 10 pinball machines up there right now. Uh, we have room for more. Um, and so we have put like all the primo, like new fancy games up there. couple solid states too. So we got like our Jurassic park, Elvira house of horrors, um, walking dead, Ellie, um, medieval madness, monster bash, um, all that kind of stuff upstairs. Um, and then you go through this kind of unassuming back door and go down the stairs. We got signs up and we have what we call our secret pinball bunker. So it's like, (laughs) it is very bunker like, (laughs) it's like a little bit like if you've ever been to lions, although rest in peace lions, um, uh, in Colorado, they have like this awesome collection. And then like, I've always heard it's like, Oh, ask if you could see the secret basement (laughs) and you never know what it's going to be down there. So I asked uh, and I got invited to the secret basement and uh, at lions and they had like a really cool centaur down there. It's like, Oh, cool. So kind of like playing off of that idea, only our secret basement is like the biggest part. Um, Yeah. We have a secret basement that's got, I think, 30-ish pinball machines set up with room for more. We got project pinball machines. We've got storage. We've got parts. We've got swag. We have an office. We have a room that you can rent out for parties. We have a kitchen. Um, It's just like this awesome space and you walk in the door and it's just like pinball everywhere. We've got play fields on the walls. We've got games. it's so cool. I'm so excited to share it with people. (laughs) Yeah, no, the video, it just made it look like so much fun. So to kind of step back a bit, so it's Solid State Pinball Supply. You know, yes, there is that brick and mortar element, but what do you think is different about what you guys offer um, than maybe like just getting parts online? Yeah, so with pinball parts, we found that people actually really like the brick and mortar 
um, because there's a lot of people, a lot of our customers are new to the hobby, but we also have some people that have been in it for a long time. And sometimes they're not sure exactly what they need. Um, they'll just come in and they're like, I have a Bally strange science and I need to rebuild the flippers. What do I need to do? And we can walk you through, okay, here's exactly what you need. Um, and here, if you're not sure how to install it, we can even show you how to install it, point you in the right direction. If you are stumped on a problem, you can come in, you could talk about it. Um, we can give you some suggestions. We can sell you parts that might help you. We do some soldering if you want like an NVRAM installed or you need some headers replaced or a transistor replaced. You can bring in your board. We can solder it. Um, we do game repair for people. So it's just this nice interactive setting where you can ask and get some like one-on-one service with what you need. So are you guys going to be doing, so I know you guys do game repair. Um, is the plan to do game restoration as well? Um, yeah, it, we kind of do whatever the customer needs. Generally, um, it's best to, um, you know, have something specific in mind, like, we do a lot of full playfield shop outs, take everything off, polish everything, regrain on the metal, polish the playfield. LEDs is a really popular thing, new rubbers, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes we do more restoration level. We don't do like cabinet repaints or anything like that. We're not really set up to be a woodworking shop. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just about everything else. I mean, flipper rebuilds, pop bumper rebuilds. Um, yeah, we just had a really interesting customer game come in. It was a Genesis that had been sitting in a barn for decades. <laughs> so oh my goodness. Did not work, but now it is working and it actually is beautiful. And it's almost to the point where I'm like, I kind of want to keep it, <laughs> but we got to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. There was an accident. So, <laughs> so uh, you have this huge collection between you and Nick. Is the mm-hmm. idea to be a like on-site pinball location? Are you guys going to host like leagues and things like that? Yes. uh, Good question. So at our old place, we would have loved to have tournaments, but we felt like it was just too small. Um, This place, like part of what we had in mind in getting a bigger space is to be able to host tournaments. And we are so excited to be able to do that. And we almost think of it as like a mini Pinberg because we're going (gasps) for like variety, you know, like old machines, solid states, new Um, because what we found is uh, location pins have become, at least for Kansas City and some of the other areas I've seen, it's a lot of new Sterns, a lot of Chicago gaming remakes, which are all great games. I love them. But sometimes I miss seeing like the 80s games and stuff like that. And we wanted to see more of that on location. And Nick had this great collection and I have a whole bunch of EMs. Um, so we figured like we could combine our collections and make a more eclectic collection. And then when we have tournaments, people get practice on games of all eras. So, yeah. Yeah, And that's the thing. It's like, you're so right. When you go and play on location, especially like newer arcades, things like that, it is like, and it's not that I don't like it. I mean, yeah, it's super funny. Like, you know, Stranger Things, Ninja Turtles, Guardians of the Galaxy, Deadpool, like, but it is like kind of like stern for the last five years and maybe like a couple of, you know, late 90s stuff. But you don't really see any like early solid states. You definitely don't see EMs. Like the only time I see EMs is if I'm at a place where somebody's bought in something, you know, it, you just don't see them out on location very often. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that that's awesome that you guys are curating it that way. So that is so cool. So any plans or kind of what you guys are hoping to do once everything opens back up? So we're just kind of like hanging on. (laughs) I got into the operator business during COVID fully knowing full well that it was going to be rough for a while, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And the opportunity just fell into my lap basically. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. It's going to be tough, but I am just trying to hang on until it gets better. Um, We are open. I know some cities, like there's just no pinball, like they just shut Mm -hmm. everything down. Um, With us, I mean, there were guidelines for like the bars and restaurants with capacity and stuff like that. But we've been able to have our pinball machines. Um, Most locations, we chose to space out the pinball machines to help people social distance. Um, So yeah, at 403 Club, we used to have 13 games. We now have six. Um, They're all nice, newer games. And I keep them nice and clean. It's pretty easy because they don't get played as much as they used to. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a nice way to get my feet wet in the operator business. We also have uh, Pizza West and Nubs Pub. Um, All three of these locations were places where we would have had tournaments before. Um, Nubs, I think, has five games right now, and Pizza West has four. Um, Nubs is actually somewhat busy. Um, Not near as busy as it used to be, but there are people there playing. Um, Pizza West is doing more like carryout right now, so people aren't in there playing pinball, so... Sometimes I go in and I'm like, oh, okay, we made $7 today. Oh, no. (laughs) Do you you like being an operator? Is it something that, you know, I know you kind of fell into it, you said, but is it something that you enjoy? For the most part, yes. Um, I really like working on pinball machines and troubleshooting and figuring out how stuff works. Um, Just last night, I was working on Oktoberfest. And it had a ball lock malfunction. It's like, all right, try, time to figure out how the ball lock works on Oktoberfest. It was a totally different type of switch than I was used to. So I was like, all right, I learned something today. Um, but yeah, I think it's overall good so far. Um, it can be frustrating, as you might imagine, you know, some of the nitpicky comments that you get from people that are like, oh, you know, I don't like the way this plays. And sometimes I'll just look at it and troubleshoot and I'm like I don't think there's really anything wrong and afterwards they're like yeah it's perfect now and I'm like I didn't do anything <laughs> yeah okay I'm so happy that's wonderful yeah. sometimes <laughs> I just let them be happy <laughs> but yeah it's like you know sometimes you just have a bad game like it's not always the game's fault <laughs> <laughs> yes it is Carrie it totally is a game it is not Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Okay. So let's say, you know, we get the vaccine five years down the road. Where do you see solid state in the Kansas city, like pinball community? What are your, your hopes and aspirations for solid state? Yeah. So we kind of deliberately located ourselves on the Missouri side of Kansas city, just to change things up because as you know, Kansas city is kind of straddling Kansas and Missouri. All the other tournament locations are in the Kansas side. So we figured we'd kind of develop, like we want some of our regulars, but also we kind of want to bring new people into the pinball community that weren't previously in the community. So we're like 15, 20 minutes out from the other locations. Um, We thought we'd try and recruit some new people, do leagues, do tournaments. Um, We even want to do like repair classes or 
and just like meetups where we just talk about pinball. Um, so we have all kinds of ideas. Um, and yeah, we might bring over some of the Missouri people from like St. Louis and stuff. Cause you get Missouri points at our place. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's room for more pinball locations in Kansas city. I go to other places like, Oh my gosh, especially like Seattle and Portland. <laughs> I'm like, there's pinball places everywhere. Same, so. same. It's, it's just, I'm like, I it's like pinball overload. I feel like some kind of pinball junkie. I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much pinball here. I can't believe it. Uh-huh. So, so I know, I think that's, that's wonderful. And I love the idea of there being a brick and mortar store. And I order lots of stuff online. Obviously, I think all of us who own machines do, but it's kind of nice to be able to walk in somewhere and like, know know the guy or the gal mm-hmm. in this case that's working on your machine. You know, it's a, it's one of the reasons why like the tech that works on my machines, Mike, it's like, I love being able to just call him and like, Hey, I've got an issue, you know, and it would even be, you know, amazing that, you know, you can just, Oh, here's the part right here. Like, it's not like I got to go put in an order. I'm like, I really hope I hit free shipping. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but I think that, I think that's awesome. It's just, it kind of harkens back to a time where you could go into like a local hardware store and somebody could like help you out. And I think sometimes that's missing in, in our world today where we order everything online. So, and the fact that you're building even a larger pinball community and being intentional about it. I think that's really amazing um, what you and Nick are doing. So congratulations on everything. And and I hope all of this COVID nonsense wraps up soon. So you guys can can get going on all the things you want to do. Yes, us too. All right, Carrie, so you've been on the show before. And you know that we do Inside the Pinball Arcade and we've done that with you. So I'm going to do like a bonus round edition carry wing solid state style. So um, I've got five questions for you and they're all going to be related to kind of what you've been working on. And then I got a fun one at the end and a COVID theme one. So, all right, Carrie, question number one, what is your favorite thing to fix on a pinball machine? (laughs) My favorite thing to fix. Well, like something that you like, you know, Oh, this is really easy for me. Or I enjoy like getting this, like there's a sense of satisfaction. Okay. Well, okay. So something that's easy and I enjoy, well, something like a light bulb, super easy, (laughs) instant satisfaction. (laughs) No, but something that I think makes a huge difference. And this is fresh on my mind because I just did it yesterday. um, I was working on a medieval madness that had someone got it for free, by the way. What? See, when I hear stuff like that, it makes me like, like I'm excited for that person, but I'm also like right. angry. Like, why yeah. can't that be me? That would never happen. I me. had to tell him. Well, he knew by this time, but I was like, you realize how much this is worth, right? And he's like, now I do. Yes. <laughs> but he had had it for a long time. His friend had it at a bar and the bar closed and it was like in storage and he ended up with it. And I'm like, that's awesome. And now like he and his friends are like in this intense battle to get high scores on it. And, but like, you know, like a switch doesn't work or something. They're like, Oh my gosh. You know? So I had worked on it for a few hours, like maybe a few months ago, got it mostly working. Right. And then he called me again and was like, a fuse blew. Like we're we're trying to get high scores. And it's just like, we've got to get this working. So I spent eight hours on it yesterday oh my god (laughs) um because he really wanted it a hundred percent and normally in our shop we would work 
on games, sometimes for 40 to 60 hours to get them truly 100%. But on service calls, that's not really an option. So it's just like, all right, give me your list. I'm going to just knock things out as (laughs) fast as I can. And um, so, yeah. Anyway, one of the things I did was rebuild the flippers. And that is one of the most satisfying things once you get it done. And I've done a bunch of games now. It still takes more time than you might think. Every time I go into it so optimistic and I'm like, this doesn't take that long. You just take the parts off, put the new parts in. It always (laughs) takes a long time to get everything just right or something gets stuck, like the coil sleeve gets stuck in the coil or whatever it might be. But anyway, when I finished rebuilding the flippers, he had told me, he's like, if you get this going, can you try to put a grand champion score on it? And I was like, okay, you don't have to tell me twice to play Medieval Madness. (laughs) So after I reload the flippers, I'm like, well, I better test them, right? And I just like (laughs) had the game of my life on this Medieval Madness. Got like 182 million or something. Girl? Like, yeah, you got the new grand champion. And I was playing with the window open and his mother lived next door. And she's like, did you get the game working good? (laughs) She can like hear me playing it through the window. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, rebuilding flippers and then playing it right after is super satisfying. And I found that I could not stop playing it after that. <laughs> yeah. Once you, like, the first time you get to play a set of brand new rebuilt flippers is so nice. Cause especially you played it like when they were like, wah, wah, and then I'm like, you're like, oh, the power. I was like, this is so great. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. So, okay, so that's like a part that you love to work on. What is like what you consider like the most problematic thing to work on in a pinball machine? Mm, the most problematic. There's so many. The tricky ones are the things that you've never had to deal with before sometimes. Um, but also a problem that I've run into a lot that causes a lot of problems and it's difficult to fix reliably is when the batteries leak on the MPU board. Um, Mm. Yeah, it causes all kinds of weird problems, or sometimes it just causes the whole machine not to work at all. It shorts a bunch of stuff. It gets in all the components and the chips, and it's just really hard to 100% take care of. Um, So sometimes we just have to say, look, it might be time for a new MPU board. And some of them are like, 400 bucks so when you're repairing games for a customer that's not a fun phone call to make yeah no no so yeah that might be one of the more problematic things okay so 20 2020 has been kind of a bit of a dumpster fire in the sense of like competitive pinball and you are one of the the best in the world carrie so world opens back up what's the first tournament you want to go play in or what's the tournament you want to play in the most Ooh, um, I would probably have to say Pinburg. I mean, that's a hard one to beat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean, the answer really is any tournament. Like this is true. If we opened back up and we had a four-person tournament down the street. I'd be like, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it. I, I Logan Arcade had like like some stuff, and they put the pinball machines outside. I'm like, I just I love uh, Melissa. If you're listening, like I had all the feels for that. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've um, talked about maybe doing some smaller scale or social distance tournaments. Um, we actually have a giant rooftop at Solid State. So we've talked about putting a pinball machine on the roof, playing up there, putting it on, on the sidewalk. <laughs> so, but yeah, overall, as far as like the tournaments that I miss and 
Like it was so devastating when Pinberg got canceled. Like we all had our tickets and we're like, oh, this would have been Pinberg weekend. Yeah, I heard I remember when it came and went and everybody's like, I would have been at Pinberg today. I'm like, I everybody stop. We all know. <laughs> yeah. I just hope that things can get back on track next year, but I'm a little worried because like I feel like even in the spring, things aren't gonna be quite back to normal yet. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, I don't know like how like TPF is gonna handle things. They sound like they're planning to go full steam, but I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, according to Ed and all the planners, I mean it. And it, for those of you who are in Pinballlandia, I mean, it seems full steam ahead, and um, I think they're gonna do their best until you know they unless unless they get the the no go from the state or the city of Frisco you know i i know that they're going to plan to to try to have a tpf 2021 which i already got all my like stuff there so yeah. i even like i reserved a room y'all just because i was like maybe i don't know i'm going to reserve the room anyway and i already put in leave <laughs> nice and my my, my boss is like march really i was like hey now i was like i feel judgment here but I just want to make sure y'all know that if COVID like, you know, hopefully wraps up, I'm going to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, I mean, you can't social distance at a, a, like a pinball tournament of that size and, you know, a pinball event of that size. Social distancing yeah. is just incredibly difficult. So um, I feel for, for Ed and, and the crew there at TPF and I'm, I'm crossing all the fingers and I'm lighting all the candles y'all. So, all right. So next question so what has been your, your favorite go-to COVID snack? COVID snack. Well, okay. So I turned into a vegetarian somehow and <laughs> I get made fun of sometimes for this, but, uh, so yeah, I eat weird stuff. And right now I'm actually on the road a lot because I'm going around town fixing pinball machines. So I eat a ridiculous amount of cheese sandwiches. Um, it's easy. <laughs> And I like cheese sandwiches, but I go through so many a week. It's ridiculous. The local grocery store is probably like, why are we selling so much bread and cheese to this person? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's the truthful answer of what I've been eating a lot is cheese sandwiches. There's no judgment here. And honestly, it's so funny that, oh my gosh, it's so like, it was kismet that we had to like, you know, or my serendipity. I can't decide which one it is, but so listeners for your knowledge i was a vegetarian slash vegan for a number of years and i went back to eating meat and i've been like flirting with the idea of going back to being a vegetarian because i was kind of like oh maybe i should go back i was like super y'all was super healthy (laughs) and i weighed way less than i do now so i was like maybe i should do it and i love all the animals but i love also love bacon so it's there are (laughs) there are choices i have to make in my life but um bravo to you but yeah i did i remember eating a a ton of cheese sandwiches nice (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm a vegetarian but i'm not a healthy vegetarian because i feel like that's probably not the healthiest thing i could be eating but it's easy and when you're running around a cheese sandwich is easy so see no shame in your game girl you're you're trying to like make all the pinball magic happen there in kansas city so sometimes it just has to be a cheese sandwich so all right you are now on covid desert island and you're only allowed to take five pinball machines with you what is carrie wing's desert island pinball machine collection five five okay so I'll probably start by looking inwardly at my collection because I've already kind of made some choices there. Uh, Jurassic Park right now. Is new or old? The new one. I okay. have a pro at home. Um, yeah. 
that game just because it could keep me busy for a long time. I feel like there's a lot to do on it, and it's super the fun. rules are so deep. Yeah, super deep rules. I really like the layout. I like the theme. Um, so definitely Jurassic Park. Um, I would also say probably definitely Star Trek. That was like my holy grail pen that I always wanted ever since I found out about it. And I got one because I feel super fortunate to have one. But um, yeah, so Star Trek. And that's for me, it's Star Trek Pro. Um, I guess, you know, on Desert Island, I could go Ellie. But I don't know. I just I like the games that I have. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the Ellie is very pretty, but I like my Pro too. Um I also have X-Men, which I cannot, like, I was just going to get it for a little bit and, like, then sell it. That doesn't work for me. I love, <laughs> it. I love X-Men. It's actually really deep, really fun, fun layout. Um, I haven't gotten tired of it in the last seven years, so that bodes well for the Desert Island thing. Um, ooh. But from there, it gets trickier because those three I know I like a lot and I play a lot and I've had them for a long time. Um I'd probably want to bring an EM with me. Hmm. There's so many good EMs that that's a tough one. Um, maybe I could just go with my first love, which is Jungle Queen. When I was a little kid, oh, nice. Jungle Queen was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and we still have it stored somewhere. And I really want to get it out someday and play it. Um, cause I haven't played it for many years, but, um, yeah, hit the monkey targets when I was like <laughs> four years old, I could comprehend that. I was like, monkey targets, here we go. Um, so <laughs> that could be my EM, um, solid states. Oh, there's so many good ones. I don't know. Um, two of the ones that I have that I really like are high speed and black Knight. Um, so I love those. Oh gosh, that's too much pressure to pick one solid state. <laughs> I put myself under that pressure, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so many good ones. Um, we have a lot of 80s games at solid state, as you might imagine. <laughs> um, Nick has a lot of kooky ones, like he's got Spring Break and Gold Oh yeah, and Strange Science, Time Fantasy. Oh, Time Fantasy is fun. Yeah. People love that one. Um, he has like Radical and Blackwater. Those are awesome. Oh, wow. Um, mm, mm, it's probably safe just to pick one that I have that I know I like. <laughs> um, high speed is... Ah, but I forgot about Pinbot. We've had a Pinbot for a long time, too. Hmm... Maybe Pinbot, because that's kind of like the Pinbot's a, package. It's a classic. I Jackbot's on my Desert Island collection because I'm a huge Jackbot yeah. fan. So but Pinbot was the first machine I ever played. So that was for me, I have a special place in my heart for Pinbot. Yeah, but Pinbot was our first solid state game. We had EMs for a long time before we had solid states. And I remember the day we brought it home. I was so excited. Um I don't remember why, but we couldn't get the head down. And so we stuck it in the side of our minivan with the head sticking out and <laughs> drove it home. And we didn't have any straps. So my mom held it with her hands so it wouldn't fall out the side. Oh, my God. And we drove home. And I still remember that. I mean, I was, like, fairly young. But I remember 
that drive with Pinbot, and I was so excited about it. <laughs> we set it up in the living room, and we played it, and it, oh my gosh, yeah. So I brought Pinbot to college with me because I was like, I need a pinball machine for college. So <laughs> yeah, brought it to the apartment. Roommates loved it. <laughs> You're the best roommate ever. You're like, I yeah. come with a pinball machine. You're welcome. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the show again. I am so happy that you were able to spend some time with us and best of luck to you and Nick on everything Solid State Pinball Supply. If people want to find out more about you guys, where can they visit? SolidStateKC.com has everything you would ever want to know about Solid State Pinball Supply. We'd love to see anyone stop by, especially after COVID when things open back up. We plan to have like a huge tournament downstairs upstairs rooftop just huge bash whenever we can so come out oh my god if you want to come now you can make an appointment and you could just like have a private appointment where you can play whatever you want you can buy parts so i would feel very fancy i'm like i would have to have like a special like jacket and like big glasses and like i have an appointment i have a private appointment at solid state pinball I, I would feel very fancy. Oh, yeah. You need to some VIP passes. Um. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, this is my VIP badge. You make like a lanyard. So I love it. That's awesome. All right, you guys. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We'll have links to the video I talked about that goes through a solid state. We'll put a link to solid states itself. Um, also, as I said at the beginning of the show, much love to my friends, Anna and Rachel for supporting us at Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon supporter and get yourself a very cool limited edition Backbox Pinball Podcast enamel pin, they're awesome. You can go to my website, backboxpinballpodcast.com, and there's a link for Patreon at the top, and you can support at the $5 nightlight level. There's a couple of people that went on to TWIP, um, thisweekinpinball.com, and did some reviews of my show. I thank you. And also thank you to all the people uh, that are doing reviews on apple if you're into the show and you like it go do a review somewhere because i would love you very much and i'm going to give you an extra heart emoji just right now um so thank you guys so much for all of your support i really really appreciate it and if you have any comments or if there's somebody you'd like to see on the show email me backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com thank you guys so much take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep flipping thanks for listening to the backbox pinball podcast We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!